1: Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show and welcome. You know, we get a lot of people who are doing mantras and wanting to set their mindset right to be debt free. You know, we have a lot of people who are saying things like debt free 2018 or wanting to figure out a way to talk about debt in a positive way. So they're not focused on the debt, you know, I'm financially abundant. And there's also the mindset of are we just buying into the idea that debt is bad? Are we just letting it weigh us down and letting ourselves feel horrible about it when the reality is we know as brain trainers That when you're feeling good, when you're feeling positive about your business, when you've got momentum, when you're feeling good about your life, that's when you're doing your best work. That's when you're opening up those creative pathways in your brain. And that's when you're making more money. So how do you get over that feeling about debt? And what is the difference between good and bad debt? Well, if you're wondering how to manage your money better, how to reduce the bad debt and get some good debt going. Well, I've got the guest for you. I am here today with Dr. Amir Baluch, and he is the author of Make It, Keep It. That's what we want to do is keep it, right? We know how to make it. Now, how do we keep it? I know you're going to love what we're going to talk about today. Hi, Dr. Amir. Good to have you here.
0: Thanks for having me, Dana.
1: Well, I'm so glad you're here because I think there is this kind of misconception that all debt is bad, and you should be 100% debt-free. And so maybe you can clarify that for us. Is there good debt and bad debt?
0: Uh, yes, there definitely is both. And when I was growing up, a lot of people had even told me, hey, just pay off your debts. Why? You're paying this interest. You're just losing money. And so for most of my life, that's what I thought. But as I became more financially savvy and my mentors were teaching me about some good debt, I started to think about debt in a different way. So when you go into debt, it could be for different reasons. Most people think about credit cards when they think about debt. Oh, hey, let me put this trip on a credit card and personal, personal type debt. Then there's business debt, too. And then there's debt you could go into when you're making an investment. So some are good and some are bad, and it's important to be able to distinguish the two and prioritize them.
1: Right. And so what I hear you saying, you've just categorized kind of three general categories. I'm sure there's more, but there's personal debt, there's business debt, but then there's also investment debt. So maybe we can back up and you can tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book, uh, Make It, Keep It, because I think that might put things in perspective.
0: Right. Uh, So as you know, Dana, my dad was a doctor, too. He was an internal medicine doctor out in West Texas. And he was doing really well. Uh, he had a lot of patients, about four or five thousand patients. Everything was going great, but unfortunately, he wasn't very savvy in debt management and making smart choices when it came to investments. So, not only would he go into a lot of personal debt, buying bigger houses to keep up with the Joneses, and you know, a lot of cars and material things that were seem like assets, but they're more liabilities. And then he would, the, whatever was left, he would buy into investments that didn't make a lot of sense or he didn't even understand. So at the end of the day, he actually leveraged into bad investments, which he couldn't get out of, and he never really accumulated any uh, net worth or any true wealth at all. So because of that, you know, growing up seeing that, I wanted to make sure nobody else out there went through that and they could make some better decisions. So that's why I wrote the book, uh, Make It, Keep It. Once you make it and you're allowed to, you know, able to go into some debt and pay off debt, you know, make some decisions so you could keep the money that you made also.
1: Well, and actually what I like about what you teach is you actually get to the point where the money's working for you. And that, that I can't wait to start digging into that. Now, I know people are probably curious about some of the personal debt reduction ideas or tips that you have. But before we get to that, I want to ask a little bit because you and I were chatting a bit on return on investment. And so I'm curious about the business debt piece of it. Let's say, somebody's out there and they're a life coach or they're a yoga instructor or a direct seller or there's somebody who is wanting to invest in education or expertise from somebody. So they're saying to themselves, you know, I want to invest in this program or I want to invest in coaching from this person. What is the best way? Is the best way to calculate it? Like, should they look at okay, I'm spending this much, so I just need to make exactly this much back or I need to get exactly these many clients to pay for this training? Or is there some different ratio they should be using? Like how much, how much money or time should they invest in something? What do they have to get back for it? Is that a clear question? Do you know what I mean?
0: I see what you're saying. You want to know if you're going to put money into some type of a training course, educational piece, what are you getting out of it and what's a good standard yeah. to measure your success with and it's going to differ from different people. For me, I just I just like to be educated on anything. And you know, at some point, I don't even really care about the cost because I know if I'm working with a reputable source, I'm going to get my money back. Uh, but you definitely want to make sure, especially if this is going to be for business purpose. Let's say if you're going to do some specific training for marketing and you have a marketing company. Or if you're going to learn from the top yoga instructor how he was successful and he's going to do a three day course at his uh, office, you know, whatever that cost is, just try to see, hey, will this supercharge your results down the road? For example, if I was a yoga instructor and making X amount of money, if I pay a thousand dollars for a course, but that course is going to bump up my sales by 25% a month or maybe have 25 or 50 percent more people coming to my yoga class well hey it's definitely worth a thousand dollars might be even worth ten thousand so uh that's how i kind of look at it what are you going to get out of what you're putting what you're spending your money on and how that affects your bottom line in your business i like to see it at least break even but uh you know most of the time it's going to do that especially if you're picking the right uh, education to, to invest into.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. And it's interesting what you said to open. I like because I'm the same way. I know that when I'm studying different things, even if it's not like a tit for tat on what I'm making back, what I'm making in joy and what I'm making in excitement about my business and what I'm making in new ideas is worth the momentum that I'm going to gain no matter what I spend for the course anyway, right?
0: The best definition of happiness I've found is happiness is progress toward a worthwhile goal and so if your goal is to just learn more about life as long as you're making progress you're happy so all education all educational courses are worth it if your goal is to learn more so
1: totally true totally true you know jump cut just out of my own curiosity because i know people are real curious about this debt reduction but my own curiosity how big of a role do you think mindset has played in your own personal success
0: you know i think it's you have to have the mindset your mindset can limit you if you don't set high goals you can't be pessimistic about something whenever people talk about optimism pessimism and realism i just use the example of olympic athletes all those people even just to get a bronze they go into that tournament thinking that they're going to win the gold there's no doubt in their mind so you have to have that mindset that you can accomplish anything and it is possible we live in america you can just take a look at what let, let's say if you're in a uh, some type of a business, there's somebody doing better than you, We'll just find out what they did. You can do the same thing. Everybody has the ability to do it. You really had to think that way or else you're going to have these glass ceilings that you'll never get through. And that's the importance of having that optimism. It pretty much breaks all those glass ceilings and pretty much the sky's the limit after that.
1: Totally true. Totally. You know, it's funny because it reminds me of a story. I had a friend who was turning 39 years old, and this was way back. I was like 23 at the time or something. And she said, well, I guess I'll never be a rock star. And I said, well, you know, you think somebody's going to be a rock star at 39? Like, do you think there's ever going to be a person in the history of the whole world or the whole planet ever that's going to be a rock star at 39? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, why not you, right? I mean, you're right. You have to just think big and shoot for the moon and not limit yourself on things. So I love that. So I want to take a break and check in with our Facebook audience here soon. But before I do, let's get a few of your philosophies or tips about debt reduction, the bad debt reduction, like the personal debt that's kind of the keep up with the drones is debt with a high interest. What's the best way to start tackling it without feeling completely deflated?
0: Well, for sure, i would recommend people actually sit down at a table, clear off anything out of their mind, and let's start writing down what type of debt that they have and, and organize it into personal business or investment. On the personal side, what kind of debt do you have? Is it For a car, or a house, or is it for just something, some personal clothes, or some jewelry, or something like that, and what are you getting out of that, and then what is the interest rate, so for sure you want to start paying off the high interest rate terms first, as fast as possible, Uh, that's one way to do it, another way is, let's say if you have, uh, you know, every once in a while, some credit card companies will give you an offer, hey, transfer You know your debt over here for 0% interest for a year. If you do that and you pay a small fee, you just have to do some math. Are you saving money after you pay the fee or not? Transfer it to a zero interest card and then start paying off the rest of the interest, whatever is high interest. And you can actually almost freeze the interest rate if you do that with with multiple cards or or short-term bank loans and then pay off all the all the bad credit card debt that's not really making you money or is not really worth it, and then start focusing on the lower interest ones until you're at least free of debt that is not actually giving you a ROI.
1: And I'll tell you what I like. You said a couple of really important things. The first one, even though you said it kind of silently, was – Sit down and face it and make a plan. It's not that bad. There are probably options out there that you haven't thought of. And when you get the the decision that, hey, I'm going to tackle this and I'm going to do this, you're going to come up with creative ideas and they're going to be creative offers that are probably already out there that you don't even know are out there because you're closing down to them. The second thing you said that I want to just have you expand on a little bit. What was interesting was we said, are you buying jewelry or clothes or things? What are you getting out of it? What I kind of like about that question is that I think that will probably help with purchases in the future, too. I think if we started thinking more business mindedly and, and combined in, of course, like personal pleasure and joy and all the things that life is about, but being able to say like, OK, is this something I'm doing just because everybody's doing it? Or is this something I'm doing because I'm actually getting something out of it? I think that's a really good question to ask. Do you have anything you want to add on that?
0: Yeah, because sometimes, you know, people buy off of impulse. And if you're not aware of what you're doing, if you don't sit down and write down why you went into debt, you just continue to make the same mistakes and make the same purchases thinking this is bringing you some happiness or joy in your life. And it's not. It's actually just, you know, handicapping you from from doing what's really important, which is probably like your business or spending time with friends or maybe investing into something that creates passive income so you could spend more time with the people you love, or maybe more time in a hobby.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. I love it. Good stuff all around. We're going to take a break. We're going to check in with our Facebook audience here. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Dr. Amir Baluch. Now, I want to give you a website because this is a really good place to connect with him. If you go to baluchbulletin.com slash mindaware, There is a place where you can opt in and get information. What we're going to do with the Slash Mind Aware is Dr. Amir is really kind. He's going to put up a cool checklist for entrepreneurs because I said, you know what, we're dealing with entrepreneurs and so we have different kinds of financial needs than the general public. So can you create something special for us? And he's going to do that. So Dr. Amir Baluch, remember to check out his book as well, Make It, Keep It. And you can find all of that over on valuchvalentin.com and let me spell the last name B A L U C H B A L U C H B like boy I wanted to come up with a money one but I couldn't what's B like bonds (laughs) so all right this is data wild sit tight remember we're here every Tuesday and Thursday at nine a.m. Pacific time so if you want to be part of the action you can come over here and watch us live we're gonna check in get some questions and we'll be right back and we're gonna talk more about Investing. Be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain U. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at TrainYourBrainU.com, and that's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? trainyourbrainu.com That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hi, this is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Amir Baluch. He is the author of Make It, Keep It, and he's a financial expert who's really helping us understand debt. You know, good debt, bad debt, personal debt, business debt. How do you know if you're getting a return on your investment when you're investing with something? It's not necessarily a bad thing to spend money. In fact, many times it's a very good thing to spend money. So how can we be better deciders? How can we be better at deciding what we're spending money on? So let's talk about that just a little bit more at length, Dr. Amir. You know, you were saying before that people have personal debt or they have business debt. And then they have maybe investment debt. Like sometimes you maybe spend a little money to make money to get a return on investment. So, do you have any quick tips for like how much we should have just in savings or being liquid? How much we should have that we can invest? I mean, what what's your best advice on that?
0: Right. Well, so I can give some general advice on that. This is just this uh, applies to most people, but everybody's situation is a little bit different. You know, I always recommend to have enough money saved liquid for a rainy day, at least three months worth of your living expenses. So let's say, you know, if you're living off of let's say three thousand dollars a month, you want to have at least nine thousand liquid. Then after that you start investing the rest. And it could be in your business or it could be something to just generate some passive income on the side, for example buying into some real estate.
1: If I understand correctly, then you're not necessarily saying, look, at, you don't have to have this big savings account somewhere. You you need to be a little bit liquid. You need to have enough there that if something serious happens, you've got a few months to recoup from that serious hit. But But try as much as possible to have everything beyond that working for you in some way. So yes. is there a, a percentage or an amount that you expect when you invest? I, I don't know if that's too personal to ask, but is, is what do you think about that?
0: It just depends. Everybody's going to have a different risk tolerance, and usually the risk reward ratio kind of follows no matter what investment you're doing. For example, if you're going to do you know a CD or a bond, the chance of you not or the chance of you losing your money is pretty low, but then also so is the return. So, I generally, for uh, uh, people that work with me, if they're doing real estate investing with me, I try to hit around 10 to 15% annualized in very low risk real estate de- uh, deals where we actually are going into debt to buy the property and flip it, which is a form of good debt. Right. So,
1: right. That's a good example of good debt. Something that you know, you know, you can invest in, you're going to have the investment for a while, but you're going to be able to return it and make some money. Right. Why do you like real estate? Just out of curiosity.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's uh, the principle of investing. Rule number one is don't lose your money, and an easy way to do that, an easy way to do that is to invest with some collateral behind it. So, for example, if I'm actually buying a tangible asset that's worth something right now, it's very hard for that value to go to zero. You know, maybe it might go down five or ten percent. But in the long run, you're going to have something there. And in fact, anybody that's bought any real estate, nobody has lost their capital if they've held it for 20 years. They're always making money. That's pretty interesting. You can't say that about the stock market or some other – Some other investments which don't have collateral behind it. That's why I like real estate.
1: I see that makes sense. Actually, it is. You've got it. You know, you're holding onto it, something tangible. And exactly, if you don't, maybe you you can't flip it as fast as you thought. But ultimately, you're not going to lose it all. So I I love that. That's very good advice all around. So interesting. So let's say somebody's listening and they're thinking, you know, I would like to do this. I've got my liquid money saved for a rainy day if anything happens and I want to start taking a percentage and just tucking it away into some kind of investment. First of all, what would you recommend for percentage? And second of all, how do they start?
0: Okay, so uh, for percentages, whatever, whatever nest egg you have to invest with, you don't want to put more than 20% of that into any one deal. Okay. So Everybody's heard the term, don't put all your eggs in one basket. It doesn't matter if you think this is a home run deal. A lot of people, you know, you're not going to know what you don't know about an investment. That's why you want to spread it out. So about 20% uh, of what you have to invest with in any one deal is a good rule of thumb. Of course, it varies from person to person. So that's one percentage you can use. And then try to, you know, this is where the good debt comes into. For example, if you buy a single family rental, you can put down 20%. The bank's going to give you 80 at a very low interest rate. Right now, it's probably around 5% plus or minus. So even though you're, you're borrowing money at 5%, your return on investment, which I could show on any Excel file is going to be 10 to 20% on that money. Plus some depreciation from the, which will help you with taxes and things like that. So that's a great way to use debt in a good way to create some passive income and then allow you to either take that passive income, invest it, in your business or just give buy yourself some free time to spend with your friends and family.
1: Well, and what's nice, too, by what, what, what you say about just take and, and only invest 20%, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, is it gives you some time to have a learning curve, too. You can start small. This doesn't have to be a big deal. I think sometimes people think like they need tens and tens of thousands of dollars to be an investor to start, but you can start real small and get, get in, put your toe in the water. So, I love it. Any parting shot before we say goodbye, Dr. Amir?
0: If you had to take anything away from today's podcast, just really sit down and actually write things down on a piece of paper and set some goals. So a lot of the things that you might read or hear about as far as education goes, if you don't set a plan of action and then take some action and actually have goals written down, a lot of times it might just go in one ear and out the other. So I know Dana is giving great advice on her podcast all the time. Just try to write some of this stuff down and hold yourself accountable by setting some goals, and the sky will be the limit for you.
1: Totally true. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. This is Dr. Amir Baluch. Remember, you can go over to the dot Bulletin.com to touch base. That's B A L U C H. dot Bulletin.com slash mind aware to get a nice checklist. But either way, go check him out and check out the book, Make It. Keep it, because that's what we want to do. We want to keep it. Thank you for being here, Dr. Amir. me, Dana. And thank you, everybody, for being here. You know, this is it, right? Just start. Just start. It doesn't have to be a big deal. And guess what? You can even still have some of the bad debt, While you're doing it, put your little toe in the water. Try out with a little bit here and a little bit there. Make it a balance because sometimes it's fun to have that momentum. And while you're getting excited about paying off bad debt, it's fun to also have the vision of looking at that good debt start to work for you. Return on investment was one of the key things that Dr. Amir said today. Really ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? You know, this is my money and I want to find ways for it to bring me even more joy than I have now. So I want to be choosing in ways that I know are smart for me and within my comfort zone and what I'm looking for. And the fun part about this is that you can make it easy and you can make it fun and you can start today because we don't have to do it all at once because this is a process. So start today thinking about this. Think about ways that you can have more fun with money. And let's all together love money because money loves us, right? So start today and we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. Bye, everybody. Well, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk <laughs> up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free holies, right?
0: Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later, they'll think that crazy lady was smiling (laughs) at me.
1: You're doing the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. I'm not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people.
0: If you're aware that we own a monkey
1: because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right?